0: Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 137, Respect in a Raging Culture. We are broadcasting live, well, live for us from our worldwide shed quarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia. I'm here with my good friend, co-host Jesse Fury. (laughs) How are
1: you today, (laughs) It's good to be back. It's Uh, good to be back in
0: in the shed quarters. It is man. I, I I instantly got a cold last week around Tuesday, and I was a little puzzled by that. And apparently, uh, you can get colds like because your immune system goes down after you like hurt yourself, and
1: right? and you hurt yourself. I hurt myself. You hurt yourself. <laughs> hurt you burnt your fingers. I did, man. Can I, you hold them up to the camera for anybody that's watching? It's I don't gross. Know. It, Ooh, it, it, the tips
0: of them are just done. It's a little mm. nasty. It looks
1: have, like you've been playing with wax like you've got it does. or like when you're a kid and you're in school and you're just like playing with glue, G- glue on your fingers and you're yeah. like ooh look at this. Well,
0: I pretty much was playing with glue. Uh you know, I was cooking for the wrestling team that having them over last Go Monday. Go Hokies, big match against the Wolfpack, the stinky stupid Wolfpack. Uh, they're terrible. State. Tomorrow night uh here, but I was cooking for these guys and I, and I didn't burn it on a grill. Something cool like yeah, I burned it on my grill. Um Apparently, I left a plastic cutting board on top of the stove. When the stove was off, we weren't cooking. I wasn't being foolish. And it inadvertently got turned on. And then I grabbed a molten bowl of lava or something. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm promising myself I'm not whining anymore because I got a little whiny last week because it was hurting so bad. So I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. But, yeah, I got wax-tipped fingers for a while. and. I don't know if I can do James Bond fingerprint switching or something because I don't know if it might scar over. We'll see. They're Mm. not sure yet, but yeah, that's been fun. Mm. So it wasn't raging. I was more crying and whining like a kicked dog, Jesse, but uh, how are you, man?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, you know, it's been a tough, you know, it's been a tough couple weeks. You know, our uh, Bonhoeffer House um, staff person, Holly, yeah. Uh, her husband Morgan's in the hospital he's you know it's been a been a hard few weeks you know yeah. he went into the hospital with pneumonia turned into sepsis um in his blood bacterial yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um so yeah i mean i've been kind of you know heavy heavy and disconnected yeah. and 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 kind of even just you know you and Brett Brent.
0: you and Brett doing a good
1: job and our other
0: elders too. Yeah, um, being up in the hospital being with there, the family. Roanoke, and, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was there yesterday and uh my brother Morgan's looking a little better every day. Yeah. Um gonna be back up there tomorrow. So So it's been a heavy it's been a heavy yeah. season. So pray, praying friends, pray for the Paulette family. Morgan yeah. in particular, you know,
0: obviously he's he's the one that's struggling physically so much and then even mentally, Jesse and I were talking about how how anxious you must be when you're got machines hooked up and trying mm. to fight, fight a battle mm. for literally fighting for his life and yeah. doing better. We're grateful. Thanks for those who are listening who are praying for for Morgan and Holly We could drop the uh, we could drop the caring yeah, we'll put, bridge. There's we'll a little in the you show now. No. Holly
1: is Holly is uh, doing a, at least a daily update on how things yeah, are going. It's like
0: so. it's like blessing
1: my soul every time she writes. Yeah, like, man. I was in there yesterday with the uh, the nursing staff. They they love. Holly and Morgan <laughs> and, uh, and they're all reading that like, so they're there, but they're, they're still like, the Oh, I rich. can't wait to get home and read what you writ- what you wrote today. And, uh, cause they're just loving following along too. So I'll say this, the, 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 um, you know, one of the things that's been a real sign of grace in it is how much, uh, the, the nursing and do- doctors, the nursing staff, the technicians. Um, how attentive they've been, how yeah. kind they've been. Um, and that was something we were praying for, you know, from the right uh, people from, from day one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's been great. And, um,
0: yeah, it's interesting, Jesse, one of my good friends named Jason Seville, Seville was like a, He wrestled for a year in college at West Virginia years ago. And I've been a pastor, been a missionary, just a great guy. He's on staff. With my other good friend, Garrett Kell up in DC Metro, um, And he put out a Bible reading plan, which I I shared with our residents that were training to be church planters the other day that I hate Bible reading plans. (laughs) Um, and, And mainly because of things that I feel like come short in some of them, the experience of reading the Bible in a certain way. I haven't really enjoyed. And so, but Jason created a new way that fixed all the problems that he saw with Bible reading plans. And they're all the problems I had with them. So I'm doing his plan. And we just happen to be in the book of Job because it's chronological, starting with the most ancient Ah. records and things. And so Job's pretty old. Uh, So you read some in Genesis and then in Job. Uh, And so it's interesting to read such a book, which is the philosophical theological treatment of suffering along with reading Holly's Caring Bridge updates. It was just like such a, um, it's just really beautiful what she's writing of how they're clinging to Christ in the midst of crisis and difficulty. And so, yeah, we will put that in the show notes. And I'll throw Jason's reading plan. If you're still early January, if you guys are looking for something to, read, to get you in the scriptures every day, it's really helpful. It's chronological. It's canonical. It takes off Sunday. So, you you know, with your church, it it does a harmonization of the gospels. So you're not reading all of Matthew, uh, all of Luke. You're reading Matthew and Luke on the same story. Oh, I like and that. Parable. Yeah, it's really nice. Okay. It, it kind of gives you the whole picture of the Gospels on a certain... Either story or parable kind of deal, which I think
1: is well done. So I don't read the Gospels anymore. I just watch the Chosen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I haven't
0: seen the Chosen. Is it? Is it? Not, I heard it's good. Is it that good? Uh, good? It's good. I'm all, just. It's I, all right. It, no, it's great. Yeah. I just was kidding. It's I read than I, Veggie tales. It's, it's, it's
1: better than Veggie Tales, but not as good as the Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Jesse, we're going to just have a short introductory episode
0: today about uh, a new series. There'll be a short series about five episodes called Respect in a Raging Culture. And now in in our finishing up of Sacred Games that we did last time, last time you and I were together, if you're listening to the podcast regularly, I had my daughters on talk about college a little bit, being uh, followers of Jesus in college. But our last episode was about war games And how in our particular cultural moment, we have a very divided and divisive, right, culture. You know, everybody wants to fight about everything. It's amazing how quickly, particularly in online, what do we say, spaces, uh, people go at it, right? Instead of slow to speak, slow to become angry, as the book of James encourages, we're kind of quick to speak, pop off, and get angry at everything, uh, particularly when uh, politics is involved. But so we have a raging culture So what I want to do here, guys, uh, on the podcast over the next five uh, episodes is to say, how do we live respectfully as followers of Jesus, right? Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, And then, you know, the, the Bible also says those who sow in peace will reap a harvest of righteousness. So in light of that, how do we live respectful as people in a culture where disrespect, fighting, Raging at each other, uh, owning, poning each other, one-upping people uh, seems to be like uh, enjoyed and maybe seen as virtuous if you own someone who has a different ideological
1: framework than you. You just gotta crush them. Yeah, you gotta crush. You em. know, you, you gotta know, show the world we're at war yeah. anyway. Crush everyone. Crush right? everyone. So, so when I was looking at the outline, read I was interested in this question that I want to put to you. Um, and maybe maybe we'll just get into it as we go, but I'm curious, you know, there's been a lot of debates in the last really in the last year, um, around whether or not we can be winsome. Right. <laughs> right. So there was a there was even like, a couple of Winsome to the World. Winsome to the world like in people, our yeah. our evangelistic encounters, our cultural engagement. Um, a couple of articles were written in the in First Things even around yeah. um You know, uh, one was Aaron Wren talking about how winsomeness works in a neutral culture, but we're now in a negative culture. Right. So now that the world looks at Christianity, not as something that's just, um, you know, take it or leave it. It's neutral. Now, now they would see it as something that actually forms vices in people. Right. Um, or is seen as something as a cultural force to be opposed. To be opposed. Yeah. Dangerous to the, to flourishing, you know, in the West, um, and so his argument i think was essentially hey we got to change our tactics including mm-hmm. um getting away from the kind of tim keller winsomeness and i think uh there was someone else james wood maybe who mm-hmm. who wrote something else that said uh i think the tar- title of the article is how i changed my mind on tim keller wow. and it's still very <laughs> respectful of keller but essentially yeah, saying yeah, you know yeah. I, I think aaron renn's right that we 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 need to be maybe less winsome so and then back and forth. And, and back the and forth.
0: winsome idea there is to how do you present yourself to say unbelieving people? Yeah, um, you shouldn't be a culture warrior in trying to fight the world. You want to be winsome with hopes that you might win some. Uh, to Jesus, that was right. good. That's, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. good. I, I saw to, what you did there. I used to be a preacher. That's that not was in the good. notes. You yeah, know. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, how does respect differ from, or does it? You know, in, in how we use in the way we're talking yeah. about respect? Well,
0: we call ours respect in a, in a raging culture, Jesse, because we have a raging culture, and I didn't want some of you fools out there giving me a hard time if I use the word win- <laughs> winsome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, I do think what people are getting at with um going after winsomeness is that the the concern i guess would be that with if you're overly obsessed with just being winsome you might be uh switch that into saying i never want to give an offense to anybody yes and if okay. you never want to give offense to anybody and you call that winsome then you will eliminate redact take away aspects of the truth yeah uh, because it might offend,
1: right? Because a lot of times, winsome really means I re- I want the I want this person to like me, yes, and accept Jesus. Yes. You know, yeah, I want yes. them to like me while I'm telling them why they're going to hell, right? Yeah, that's you know, right. yeah, that's
0: right, or even to mention, you know, sin, wrath, hell, right. judgment, yeah. these sorts yeah. of things. Which, right?
1: and I I I posited those two against each other simply to say, at the end of the day, the gospel is, um, it confronts, yes. And I think sometimes the the pursuit of winsome as an entire sort of strategy it, it can it can empty that confronting power that that's right you know that's the, right which because the gospel is not just. Or hey.
0: or you become synchronistic, right? Yeah.
1: You line up your own yeah, ideas. Like, oh, that's oh, yeah. okay. You can do that. You believe in flourishing. <laughs> I believe in
0: flourishing. Yeah, yeah. You believe in human sexuality as being the... sure. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. You know, Jesus yeah. is nice. Um. So I don't want to be one brought into your winsome debates that I'm not a part of. Right. Not yours, but the uh, the world of Christians, maybe raging people, You're raging people who want to rage and fight the culture war. But I do want to say there's a certain posture amongst people mm-hmm. and a place that we take as believers. Uh, this is biblical, right? In your heart, set apart Christ as Lord, right? Set apart the Lord as holy and always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have and do so with gentleness and respect, right? This is in First Peter chapter 3. It's the apologetics verse, right? Mm. The, the apologetics people should read because sometimes they're not respectful yep. uh, when yep. they're owning the atheist or whatever. And so respectfulness says that the way I see myself and the way I see other people has to be aligned with the scriptures or uh, the life teaching of Jesus Christ himself. And so um we'll get a little bit more yeah. into this at the end uh, when we kind of lay out where we're going with this series, but I have no right to simply um, treat human beings as trash. Now you might say, well, some people are trash. No, I don't believe that any human being is trash. People do trashful things. They have a trashful nature. Um, but if God wants to redeem that which we're calling trash, who are we to object, right? This is the the old story of Jonah where he doesn't want to go yeah, yeah. to Nineveh because he don't like them people, and he'd rather God blow them up, really, but God wants to you know, bring repentance and redemption. Who are we to disrespect other people and rage at them? Now, why... Uh, and then maybe some of we'll we'll address in this series some of the concern about win, winsomeness uh by saying you can be respectful while being courageous yeah. and clear. But we'll get to more of that later. Jesse, I wanted to structure uh a little bit today uh of this episode. Uh on one of the guiding philosophies of my work or my ministry, the gospel underground, uh, you know, 501c3, my ministry. And and this is, uh, these things are, you know, they're not the core values of the gospel underground. They are uh, things that I use as a guide. Um, I have five of them on our website. You can go read those if you like. But today I want to look at this one. And these were written in early 2016. Uh, Donald Trump had never been president yet. So these aren't like a response to the new culture wars that, uh, you know, everybody uh, got into because of the orange man. Um, this is, <laughs> this is uh convictional stuff for me. And I'll just read it as we begin. And we'll structure our short time together today on this. It says this, as we seek to, impact people in the borderlands between the church and culture, we desire to think deeply about life, faith, and the ideas of the world, right? While engaging them with kindness and civility. Now you might use those words to describe respectfulness, right? Kindness and civility. Now these things are assumed, right? uh, In this uh, guiding philosophy, that if you seek to impact other people right uh if you if we are as believers going to actively want to you know uh, effect or affect, maybe both mm-hmm. um, uh, affect and effect we we want to impact the lives of other people um there are certain things we assume okay one that people are in need of God right. Uh, Jesus uses the term lost quite often. Some of his great parables in Luke 15, he's talking about lost sheep, lost coins, yep. lost sons, right? Uh, the book of Ephesians says those outside of covenant with God are without hope and without God in the world, right? So if you see lostness, neediness, like there is a... I put a thing in the show notes, Jesse, for us. There is a study that's been done about how the decrease in middle-aged people of religion has also correlated—there's not yet data on causation, it's a little harder to do, sociological data— but correlates with the decline in religion, right? Where the loss of place community, loss of God has led to more deaths of despair, uh, suicides as such uh, in certain communities in America. So if the world is lost and people are in need of grace, in need of forgiveness, in need of salvation, which the Bible clearly teaches— um, we need to seek to impact them that we want to actually initiate that sort of engagement with others in the world
1: and this this makes me think about um you know even from the beginning if if we are respecting people our neighbors even even people who um um even people who who we might think of as enemies right. uh, culturally or other... And there are, other. we say that the Bible the Bible, the Bible says this, right, a cur- current reality there are enemies yep. of the gospel right? Yep so so uh respect for our neighbor demands that we would seek to impact them. That's right. That's so, right. you know, you, you know, if you if you if if someone's lost and you love that person, you respect yeah. that person. You want to help them get found. You want to help right. them find the That's way. That's
0: right. You you want to lead them to Jesus. You don't want to just that, be like, yeah, forget uh, them. To
1: hell with them. You, to hell with them literally. Yeah. You know, yeah. respect demands that there's a, a exactly. some some way of impacting and how exactly. how that works is, That's right. you know, and, and if you seek that
0: out, where in the borderlands? This is the okay, kind of here we the premise of our podcast. And the I've heard that before. The ministry the that we, we are a dialogue taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture. And we, we have a whole episode. We'll link back to it for you. But what's in them yeah, borderlands? Yeah. Jesse, do you remember what what are the things that are happening in the borderlands between the church and culture? Yeah, well,
1: there's people in the borderlands. There's people there, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, um, there 's many times
0: if you look at the borderlands between Ukraine and Russia and the Donbass and all this you know it 's probably a rough place to be yeah right?
1: yeah there, there's there 's often um a conflicting uh world views and systems of thought that are kind yeah. of Oh, sometimes existing in a tenuous piece or sometimes at battling, actually, for it, allegiance. battling yeah, yeah. yeah in the in the borderlands. Yeah, there's people there, there's ideas there. I think
0: in our episode we did a while ago mm-hmm. that we we stressed those. There's people there, there's also ideas. There're true ideas, there's false ideas. There are devastating uh, lies and glorious truth and people we care about. That space, right, between the church and culture. Now, um, Yeah. I've had some people actually ask me this friends like, Hey, do you think the church isn't part of the culture? I'm like, well, of course it is. We're not a culturalist body, uh, walled off, uh, by God. Now here's the beautiful thing. The church is known by God covenantally related to him. They're made of regenerate people who've been made alive to God by the Holy spirit. And so in the eyes of heaven, the church is clear demarcated people. Uh, on the earth, the church is existing in culture. We, we speak English in our church on Sunday morning. Our community has a certain uh, groundedness in geography and history uh, that shapes who we are. So I'm not saying the church is an inert space, separated and unaffected by culture. I just mean that there are the people of God in the mind of God, in, in the salvation work of in covenant with God. And there are cultural forces that are not aligned with um, the creator of the Mm. universe. Mm. And because of that, our church, our church community can um, either be more aligned or less aligned with the gospel, uh, and something we have to acknowledge about church communities, right, that they are formative, they shape us into who we are. And they are imitative, mm. and in other words, our church culture will affect us, and then affect how we stand out in the world, right? Uh, and then we kind of imitate what we see modeled. And I think Jesse, and I, I'll get your opinion on about that. You're still a, an elder of our church, a pastor as well as directing the Bonhoeffer yeah, they House. Yeah, ha- they haven't kicked me out yet. No, they're not <laughs> kicking you out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to kick them out if they kick no, you no. out. No, I'm just kidding. We never do such things. Yeah. Um, but I can't vote in our church, which is is interesting just side. Keep, just keep, <laughs> keep moving <laughs> <laughs> Um Our church community, if you look at leaders, and they are disrespectful to lost culture, lost people, lost world, dismissive of... Uh, people and their ideas and the way they do that gets mimicked
1: by yeah, others yeah right? yeah that's right yeah mimicking comes from uh mimesis the greek word that really talked it's basically imitate yeah which um, we get our word mime from yeah 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 we, we do a lot of mimes at church yeah no, we don't but uh <laughs> but, I, but i have friends who do and that's a whole other thing mimes and dramas uh, <laughs> the um so, you know, I've actually done a lot of work on these two things re- recently that you haven't even seen because it's all doctoral work that nobody sees and cares to see. But, but um, I'm working on this idea of, um, in terms of approaching the culture, uh, these twin realities of encountering, which is that, that kind of idea of going into the borderlands, um, seeking to impact. And uh, and embodying, which is exactly what you're talking about, formative, imitative, uh, mimetic, basically formative communities. Where, if in the good sense, right? If if we have leaders who, and leaders don't just have to be the head pastor, you know, right? So part of what I want to get at is, I think the local church in North American context largely has, it doesn't have a very strong idea of household. Yeah. Um. And I and I don't just mean um you know your your lead pastors your dad yeah I, I, but households yeah. of god of god right and that households make moms and dads and aunties and uncles families. and grandparents yeah. who are modeling right who are living who are, who are seen who teach yeah. in word and action and so i think that there's such an opportunity for local churches to to be formative not just what well, in the content that we're teaching because that's yeah. primary we're we're sourcing in the word of god and teaching but also in the way that we're modeling what it looks like to, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Yeah, you know, yeah. pay pay special attention to your leaders, yeah. and imitate their faith. Look yeah. at the look at Consider the outcome of their, the outcome of yeah. their way of life, yeah. and imitate, imitate their faith. Their Hebrews faith. thirteen seven. Yeah, and so you you really should have this picture of. So, which means it's really important that the the moms and the dads of the yeah. church the, right. the aunties and uncles the the pastors right. are modeling respect. That's right. That's right. And if they're not then you end up getting a bunch of people in your church who are disrespectful, disrespectful to the to world the people. To yeah, the, to, and, which the world means people, not, you know.
0: Not very wins of art though. Yeah. Um yeah, I think this is very important because if we want our church communities to be sending, you know, We gather for worship, we're sent to the world for Mm -hmm. mission, uh, both to love and to serve and to be used of Jesus to seek and to save that which is lost. If we do that, we want to model well how we relate to... Well, well, Jesus assumed, right, you'd have enemies because he said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, right? Um, Does it mean you have to like the ideas of your enemies? No. Does it mean you have to treat your enemies' ideas with like, oh, it's really not, oh, yeah, tell me about it more, if something is is heinously false, we have to have conviction and courage to say so,, yeah. um, but it doesn 't excuse us to, to to hate people and want to blow everybody up um, when we 're called to love God, love neighbors, and even love your your enemies. Mm-hmm. So we want to seek to impact in the borderlands where people and ideas are. We want a church culture that will form us well for that process so that we might thoughtfully engage with kindness and civility. Thoughtful, that means we enter life with others, we experience, we care, we feel, we love people, we care about people's plight, uh, and we want to engage with the gospel. And for me, Jesse, engagement... you know, say so we use the word engagement a lot, Reed. What do you mean? I, I mean connection, real human connection, and effective communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so connect and communicate the gospel respectfully in a raging culture. Well, Jesse, here's where we're going um, in this series. I think these things are required to be respectful in this cultural moment. First of all, we have to listen to people well. Uh, and find common humanity with them. Now, is that possible? Uh, there is a long theological discussion about the image of God uh, and depravity, which is a Christian doctrine that says that people are depraved, have a sinful nature. Um, can can someone who's redeemed and saved by Jesus Christ with a new nature have anything in common with someone who's depraved and only of an old sinful nature? There's probably a robust debate to be had there that we won't have. But I do think that in our humanity, we can listen to others and find common ground, not always common cause, but a common humanity. So the first episode, we're going to talk about listening and common ground where that can be had, where that can't, Mm. and Mm. the effects of sin on that conversation. Secondly, uh, the second episode, we want to value the image of God in people. Um. The Imago Dei is actually a complex doctrine. It's in the scriptures, Old and New Testaments, pre-fall, after-fall. What does it mean? I have a particular uh, take on image of God theology we'll talk about. But it does mean that God made all people, not just some people. Mm. And so because of the commonness in our humanity, that alone can be and I think is demanded Respect, yeah,
1: dignity, I love, sanctity, right? yeah, I love hearing you've got a particular take that makes well, me that makes me think this is going to be a fun episode. It's
0: an amalgam of other people's takes. What are we doing? We're in 2023. what We what are we? What there's nothing new under the sun. That's but, right. That's but, right. And
1: I, I think what you're getting at, what we're going to get at in these first couple is so important because a lot of these conversations, a lot of actually just on the ground uh, engagement, um, whether people are thoughtful or not, are really really do seem to be sourced more in um, fear yeah, and in pragmatism. That's like right. what, what can work, what will work, what has proven to work. And playing
0: the power game. <laughs> that's right. Or like, I'm afraid, and yeah. so I'm
1: going to respond in, in places yeah. of fear. But to be able to have a theological vision for respect. That's right. That's sourced in the Imago Dei. Yeah. That, that it, you know, it... It has practical implications for how to love through listening and finding common ground. I'm excited to go there with you, Reed.
0: Yeah, amen. So if we're looking at image of God theology, we have to see it in other people. And then, hey, we're being restored images ourselves, right, as we uh, fulfill our purpose as God's people. And that gives us solid place for engagement and respectful engagement because we don't have to live in fear. Look, there, there's a reality, uh, the, the 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 nouveau modern hymn in, by the Gettys in Christ Alone that many churches sing often today. It's like, no fear in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me, mm-hmm. right? So what does it mean? I'm free to love when I'm not living fearfully. Uh, the worst thing, what can mortal? Keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. This is Hebrews 13. Because God has said... Uh, never will I leave you. Mm. Never will I forsake you. My now is secure. My eternity is secure. You know, why Why? Amen. Why we have to be driven by fear. So listening, common ground first, value the image of God and people. And, and then third, as far as it's up to you, live at peace with all people. This is a literal passage from the Bible, right? Um, but it has a conditional reality to it. Sometimes it's not all up yeah. to us whether yeah. we live at peace with people. There have been Christians put in the gulag, Jesse, um, because of their faith. There have been people cru- crucified because they were followers of Christ in history. There's been people jailed, uh, sawn in two, right, because of their Christianity. Mm. That's not peaceful. Mm-hmm. It wasn't up to them. Uh, people didn 't choose throughout history or even today all over the world where people are martyred for their faithfulness to christ it 's mm. as far as up to them peace with all mm. it 's not up to you you can help that uh, but in our camp we 're sowing in peace right that 's Romans twelve
1: right and isn 't isn 't Romans twelve also where we um where where Paul gives the instruction to heap if your uh, enemy
0: is thirsty, give him a drink.
1: Yeah, in yeah. doing
0: so, you'll heat burning coals upon his head. Yeah, at the yeah. end of chapter. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, so that's even in there too, as far as practically how to yeah. respond to, uh, you know, respond to hatred with love, which right. then can actually yeah. bring someone back to or yeah. bring someone to don't, the Lord.
0: It's the same end of yep. Romans twelve. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome yep. evil with good. Mm. Right. Uh, Dallas Willard included that in the great inversion of the cosmic conspiracy to overcome. We cu- we happily joined his cosmic conspiracy to overcome evil with good. Mm. Um, so first episode, we listening, common ground second, the value of the image of God and people far is up to you to live in peace with all people. And then fourth, what is our goal in this? It's not simply to be Nice. Hey, let's be nice. I have friends from Minnesota. They call their culture Minnesota nice, right? It's like, hey, be happy, cheery. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Um, Our goal is to witness to Jesus uh, in the gospel, Hmm. uh, unadulterated, right? Uh, full, uh, Full Jesus, biblical Jesus and the gospel so that we don't remove its offense or its convicting and converting power Lest we be ashamed of that, we neuter our own witness from the power of God, which is the salvation to all who will believe. In a raging culture, Jesse, that's mm. where we go. Any thoughts, questions before we conclude our introductory uh, guided tour of where we're headed here? Well, you know, there... I think
1: I think that um, I like this idea of respect. Uh, you know, another New Testament word is honor, yeah. showing honor to... Um, yeah, um, I think that this has, you know, even in terms of just my own thinking about cultural engagement and and gospel witness, um, you know, thinking that not necessarily moving, but, you know, winsome, winsome. Who wouldn't want to be winsome when you're communicating, right? right. Winsome as a communication device is good. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I win I, over your hearer. Your, that's right. You want yeah, your audience yeah. to listen. You yeah. want to be persuasive. And yeah. sometimes winsomeness is persuasive. That's right. Uh, but thinking more in terms of I have a responsibility to respect, that's something that has some meat on the bones. It's a biblical right. concept. It's a, a little bit easier to sort of square up with like, well, I know I respected this person because I did these things. Yeah. I, you know, and so it whereas winsome is a little harder to sort of nail down, like yeah. um, I don't know if I was winsome enough, yeah. you know, or yeah. maybe I was too winsome, yeah. like yeah. you can never respect someone too much, that's right, you can't you know what that's i mean right. so so I do that's think right. i i'm I'm just excited to move forward in this, thinking about that and 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 especially in terms of encountering and witnessing to the gospel and loving our neighbor- anyway i'm I'm excited,
0: amen, Jesse, and I think it was. The dumb ox of the Middle Ages, Mm. the the, uh, friar uh, Thomas Aquinas once said, we cannot compel anyone's belief, but we want to compel their attention uh, because we have the greatest news ever, Jesse, to share. Even on the Gospel Underground podcast, which is produced in partnership with us, me and you, the Bonhoeffer House of Gospel Underground, review us. We still want your reviews on iTunes, guys. This is five stars. Five star Spotify. You're a Spotify listener? Review us. Don't review us, review us there, send your comments, feedback, questions that you might want us to take up here on the underground to info at gospelunderground.org. Please send those emails winsomely. We are dialogue (laughs) taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture. We hope to see you out there, guys. Peace. Peace.